Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. I had a really interesting week a few weeks back now where I had the opportunity to interview a whole bunch of apprentices. It mm. was really interesting. So today, one of the stories that I got to hear was from a young gentleman that we'll call Dougie. It's not his real name, but his name's Dougie. <laughs> There's a story there too. And he's going to tell us a little bit about how he's finding being the Queensland Apprentice of the Year. Welcome, Dougie. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're Good welcome. to have you on the show, mate. It's good to be here. Dougie, why don't we start with the story of the fact that you're not actually Dougie, but you're Dougie to everybody. <laughs> Can you share that story with us? I loved it. Yeah, okay. So pretty much my father's name's Mark as well. Mm-hmm. And well, my real name is Mark. Mm-hmm. And pretty much when I was born, they weren't expecting a guy, so they <laughs> didn't plan any male names. And then mum wanted Mark because it was my dad's name. My dad's like, no, nah, I don't want that. I want Douglas. I was like, that's dumb. No, nah, not having that. <laughs> anyway, so after a very short argument, mum won. Of course. Uh, yeah. And then, so my first name is Mark, except my dad's like, everyone's going to be calling him Dougie. That's just how it's going to be. <laughs> um, and then pretty much all of my dad's mates, as I was really young, called me Dougie. Mum wasn't having it. She kept calling me Mark. But <laughs> then after about two or three years, she just gave up and ever since then I've just been called Dougie. Fair enough. That's uh, that's going to be kind of confusing for you through life, mate. <laughs> yeah, every time I go to like the doctors or someone, as oh, Mark, forget that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I got a, a mate uh, who's actually been on the show um, and everyone knows him as Gibbo. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he's, his name is Jason, but nobody, yeah. nobody calls him Jason. And so, if anybody walks in and says, oh, um, Jason, Jason, he just doesn't look around. The same no. thing. It's like, oh, Gibbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool, mate. Cool. So, yeah. HIA Apprentice of the Year. It's a pretty impressive accolade. Dougie, how's, how's uh, you know, have you got all the TV gigs lined <laughs> up and the sponsorship deals and everything, mate? Oh, funny enough, you guys were the first one to call. So. <laughs> oh, Best one first, mate. Of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> Might be the inside knowledge, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, has life changed for you, mate? Um, no, not really. Get a few compliments around the workplace now with all the guys in the company just saying congrats, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And um, got a few emails from like our suppliers and all that when once they found out, and that was pretty good. Yeah, now I've just got a bit of a bit more of an expectation to reach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true too. You work harder now, mate. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm I'm curious to know how you found the process. Like, uh, you know, what was involved, and you know, how did you find the whole process from you know, being nominated all all the way through to picking up the gong? Yeah, it's actually quite interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't done anything similar to it before because um. My training supervisor came out to me one day and he said, um, oh, you've been nominated. We want you to go for it. I was like, oh. I was quite surprised because I didn't know anyone that nominated me because I asked my boss and he said, 
I didn't even know about it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so then, yeah, I filled out this form that my supervisor gave me and so did my host tradie and all that. And then I went to TAFE for my last book of, gla- for my last book of uh, gas. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the teachers there said, oh, have you won that award? And I said, so what? <laughs> and um, yeah, it turns out one of the TAFE teachers nominated me. Hmm. So that That's was quite good. It. Yeah. Nice. And nice. then I'm not really sure if I got shortlisted or just made it to the interview stage with Unicol. But mm. yeah, and then apparently there were a fair few others that applied that mm. then sort of got cut or something and then there was about 10 of us or so mm-hmm. at the interview and somehow I wanted from there. <laughs> so big ups to Dougie. Dougie's a young fella for those of you that can't see him but um, it's actually really quite a, or it could be a daunting process. We do, mm. you've got to fill out a pretty comprehensive form. There's quite a bit of information that is asked for by the HIA. And then from there, yes, you're shortlisted down to, I think we had about 10. I think you're right there. So you're stuck in a room full of these other apprentices who are your competition. You don't know any of them. You've not met any of them before. You're in a strange place. You don't know what's going on. And then you have to go <laughs> and have a panel interview. Now, Dougie was lucky this year. We only had two of us that were on the panel, but... That's a pretty big daunting thing for an apprentice to do, but what a great experience. Yeah. Kind of like the draft pick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's you know, it could be really daunting and I must say, out of the ten I'm gonna call them kids, but they're not kids, that's not a fair thing to say. Out of the <laughs> ten apprentices that we interviewed, they all took it really well. I was really surprised how um, comfortable they found themselves to be. Yeah, okay, so the first couple of minutes was a little bit scary, I'm sure, for everybody. Mm. But after that, they really settled in. Especially they were able, sitting in front of you. Yeah, well, I can be a scary, nasty thing. <laughs> <laughs> they were all able to articulate quite well um, their hopes, their expectations, what they saw um, coming in the industry, the changes, some of the difficult situations that they've had to sit through. It was a really fascinating process. So I guess I want to blow your horn here a bit and say that you did really well that that can't have been easy to do I'm sure it was a new experience for you what do you think yeah. you know you wouldn't have I, I can't imagine there was any preparation for that for you so have you been in a situation like that before or was this totally new for you um it, it was a little bit scary I, I won't like, like going in I was a bit sort of like on, on edge but um I've done like in high school my parents made me do like debating and all that. Yes. So I had that sort of getting put on your feet experience, yes. sort of. Yeah. So it wasn't like my first time being chucked in there, but it was definitely something that was like you're not always 100% comfortable with. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Was, but, like, it was it was fine because, well, apart from like the first couple of minutes, as you said, <laughs> it was a bit nerve wracking until you find your feet. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. Like mm. the other apprentices, we all just sort of talked in the waiting room just about work and all that, like what each other do. So it was good because it wasn't always just quiet and you just sat there all yeah. mm. <laughs> mm. And, you know, the best bit of it of all is you get to go out to a fancy swanky dinner and have a few beers and relax and enjoy the yeah. evening and then you get to bring home a trophy. Hello. Yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only life was like that every week. Yeah. Huh? Oh, it would be great, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think uh, – was was the recipe for you picking up the award, Dougie? I was just sort of like in the. Are you talking about the interview stage? <clears throat> yeah. What? Why did you win? 
you know, just because because you're Dougie. Yeah, <laughs> I just think she liked my, my story about my name personally. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big tip. But, um, yeah, I just tried to answer everything honestly and just sort of go in there not awkward and try to try and be as confident as I could, just sort of talk normally. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's just an interview that's they just want to get to know you pretty much. Mm. Yep. I think you're right. And for us, it was um, your TAFE teacher their recommendation was amazing was just oh was it yeah did you not get to read it i had i only found out that he nominated me about four months later yeah no it. it was lovely and so was your employer and um then to put the face to the name and your conversation was easy and you answered the questions in line with where we felt things were going and you know there's quite a bit it's quite a structured awards process um Mm. with the questions that we asked so yeah you were you were a clear standout for me on the day well for both myself and the other judge and it was great to you know for me as a mum of kids that are almost your age um it's wonderful to have some well there were 10 of you that were really well spoken that had great ideals about where the industry's going and you had a lot of ambition and I was excited to see that you know everyone was around about the early 20s in age group and to see so much enthusiasm for the trades and your potential business opportunities and that was was um really refreshing cuz generally when you get to my age you're a bit over it and you can think of 100 things that are crappy about the industry and not all the good things so it was um great to see the breath of fresh air come through um dougie i really love you we don't know what you do i know what you do but our listeners don't know what you do so tell us a bit of your story um like from when i first started out of high school yeah yeah so um was gonna go to university got into university and then was talking to mum about it, saying no, I didn't really want to study for another four years or so. So she mentioned a trade, mm-hmm. and um, pretty much as soon as I finished high school, I thought I will. I don't want to waste time because I wanted to try and get stuck into it if I'm doing a trade. So I tried out being a chippy electrician and plumber, and I just thought out of the three, I had the best time being a plumber mm. for a week. So I just thought I'll give that a crack. And then um, the plumber that I did my work experience with was had connections with HIA. Mm-hmm. He said, give these guys a call. They'll help you out. Made it to the interview with Phil and Brian mm-hmm. from HIA. And then they must have liked me enough to give me a job. And then I've been with Andrew Gleason Plumbing ever since. Nice, mate. And what were you going to study at university? Uh, I got into, what was it? I think it was... Secondary physical education. Mm. Okay. Yep. PE teacher. Which leads me to the other part of your story that I found really interesting. There's something you do in your spare time. What's that? This is, this is a family show, Dougie. <laughs> Hang on there. <laughs> well, it was anyway. <laughs> you you um, play football? Yes, I do. Mm. Rugby league. So there was a bit of a... Um, uh, well, there could have been two sides to your story, couldn't there? Yeah. Was a bit. Do you want to tell us a bit uh, about that? Yeah, so as I was growing up, my dad's a rugby league fanatic, so I've been playing since I was five. And um, as you get older, you get a bit better. And because I hit puberty at about 16, I like the giant islanders who mm-hmm. were killing me at 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, started to get 
relatively all right when I was about 17, 18. I was in um, contention for Storm Under 20s, mm-hmm. nice, which mate. was quite exciting, except um, because of the travel, of course, it um, meant that I couldn't really do a trade. Mm. And also studying becomes quite hard as well because it's so mm. focused on rugby league. So um, I had to sort of not try and chase those dreams just yet, except um, when I was 18, made it into the East Tigers Colts squad, mm-hmm. which is the under-20s. Yep. So, yeah. And do you know Intrust Super Cup? Yep. Yeah, it's the under-20s for that. Yes. So um, we go around pretty much playing before their game. So mm-hmm. like, we go first Tweed Ed Seagulls, um, Central Queensland Capras and all that. Mm-hmm. So that was still... It's still a fairly high level. Like you're training four or five times a week, then you go into the game as well. So I was part of the East Tigers team for two years, and then this yeah, 2018, I moved to Ipswich Jets mm-hmm. and played my final year of Colts with them. It's a big deal. So where's the uh, footy career going now, mate? Um, it's I'm not too sure just yet because. Colts is under 20s, and this was my last year in Colts. The next, like, good, like, big step up is BRL, which mm-hmm. is the pretty much the men's best level you can play. Mm-hmm. So um, it is quite serious, and it's a lot tougher because you're versing blokes who are 30. Mm. So um, not too sure just yet whether I want to try and play that next year or whether just to sort of take a light year and just play club footy in an under-21s comp or something, mm-hmm. except sort of torn between the two at the moment, or whether just sort of wait two or three years till I'm a bit older, a bit bigger, and then play with the men. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning more to that side just so with work, I'm not versing these 30-year-old giants each week. Yeah, yeah, getting beaten up so, on the weekend and then uh, yeah. having to go to work during the week, mate. Yeah, so I'm probably just going to play like club footy this year, just muck around, keep my skills up, and then maybe two or three years down the track, hopefully, um, yeah, make a BRL side. How long have you got left in your apprenticeship? Technically, for mm-hmm. like my full four years, I should finish January 2020, mm-hmm. except I've been in talk with Phil and Brian because I've already finished on my TAFE. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I can get signed off as soon as mm-hmm. they're happy and Andrew Gleason's happy. Yep. So I'm hoping sometime around July, August next year. So you're a bit of an overachiever, aren't you, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just get things done. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to do it. Must be the hair colour, mate. Is that a, is that a bit of, <laughs> bit of ginger I can see up top there, mate? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So uh, I'm curious to know what you like about your trade, Dougie. Like, what is it you love about plumbing, about your trade? Well, I've got it. I've got it really good. I'm pretty much just doing domestic, except like we do a whole range of things. Like we do commercial, a bit of civil. Mm-hmm. Except I really like doing the finishing touches mm-hmm. on it. Like we, me and my tradie is have just finished doing the rough end stage of this five story house on the Brisbane River at Graceville. Nice. Yeah. So, like, we've just done the rough-in, so once we get to the fit-off, mm. it'll be like a multi-million dollar house, and it's just nice knowing that you've 
put a bit of your work into that and seeing the finished product. It's quite a good feeling. Yeah, it is. Oh, cool, mate. Cool. So I, I, I also want to, and I'll probably put you on the spot here a bit, mate, but um, okay. what do you think this, the state of the industry is like? Coxie and I talk about this on the show a bit, but, uh, you know, what, what do you think uh, the state of, of the trades, not just plumbing perhaps, but, um, you know, maybe you can focus on that if you want to, but what sort of state of health do you think the trades are in at the moment? I reckon pretty good. Like, you, there's a, health, health and safety are very important and big, and I'm not saying this is the reason why, but the fines as well mm. really make people second guess because they don't want to begin these $4,000 fines for not doing something simple. Mm. So it just gives everyone more incentive to be safe around the work site, be healthy. And like I've been on sites where they do your drug tests, they do alcohol tests. So it makes people aware, okay, I can't go get drunk the night before then rock up to work. Mm. So everyone's in quite a a good mind, Mm. which is good because then it makes it better for you to work and there's – less things that go wrong on site, which is always good for everyone. Mm. Do you think there's anything that trades could do better, mate? Oh, I reckon so. Yeah, there's always a few things. Like whenever someone drills through your pipes, you never <laughs> like that. Usually electricians, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? Is it that, what, what's what's the go? Like electricians and plumbers, mate, do they literally hate each other? Is, is this like this age-old rivalry or what? Look, I've got... One of my best mates is a Sparky, and <laughs> I'll tell you now, if we ever had to work together, we'd probably kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> what is the go there? It's always baffled I, me. I think it's just because we're like, I'm, not, I'm not talking bad about any other trades, but no. usually like the, the two highest paid are plumbers and electricians, so there's always that sort of rivalry between the two, and then because one's like the water and one's the like electricity it's always like who's more important sort yes. of thing yeah so who and, is more important mate oh well you can't live without water can you <laughs> <laughs> i mean you, you can easily live without electricity there's, there's gas which plumbers do as well we're gonna send all the hate mail to you buddy oh yeah pretty much <laughs> uh, uh, look i um I'm interested to know, during your time, so you've been with the one host all the way through, haven't you? Yes, I have. So when you were at TAFE and you're talking to the other guys in your class and girls, hopefully there were some of those as well, um, doing their apprenticeships, what sort of experiences were they having with their hosts? Have you found that everyone's had this great positive experience like you've had or have you found there's been some real negative ones? I've relatively, I've actually come across a fair few negatives. Mm. Like there's been, of course, there's been um, a fair chunk that have been happy. They've got a boss that they're mates with or they've got a good relationship. But there, are, of course, there are ones where a boss hasn't like paid them well or he hasn't treated them nicely. Like one of my best mates who I've met through plumbing and we went tape together, his boss used to, um, hopefully I can't get in trouble for this. He used to <laughs> like throw... Just any names, mate, that's all. <laughs> okay, sweet. He used to um, like throw boxes of bolts at him if you like messed up or something mm. and he ended up leaving him because of obvious reasons but yeah there are other guys that they just can't get a boss that's good or a boss that wants to keep him so they just get passed around heaps and it really puts a pause on your learning 
Mm. If you got to start again with a new bloke, and then a month later, same thing. So I've been quite lucky, but yeah, there are definitely guys out there that haven't had the quite a good experience. Yeah, I was pretty saddened to see myself. A couple of those um, apprentices were working with uh, labour hire type situations mm. and so therefore they were with new hosts quite frequently and I mm. I just worry that they must be so hard for them to get the knowledge that they need to get the job done well um, yeah. you know to, to complete that quality job so yeah just to touch on your your thought of luck yes you've been lucky but you've also made your own luck you you know you wouldn't be there if you weren't a good employee as well there's a two-way street mm. there mm. so um Dougie, would you have any advice for – I've got three boys. I think all three will be tradies and take after their oh, dad good. and stepdad. No, bloody stupid, I reckon. Stay away from the <laughs> trades. But would you have any advice for um, other kids coming out of school maybe considering trades? What would you – What would you, your one piece of advice for them be? Effort. Yeah. That's literally all it is. No one – like no tradesman – is going to bag out a first year or send him back if he's willing to learn and he's putting in effort. Mm. It's the guys that come out of high school thinking, I'm too dumb to go to university, I'll just do a trade, who cares? Mm. Having that attitude isn't going to get you anywhere. And especially like tradies, because what I, I found that a lot of first years like that I see come through, they don't see it as this is someone's job, this is someone's company this is someone's life they're just saying i got a job yep sweet they're not thinking if i don't do this it can affect a fair bit mm. so it's just pretty much if you just put an effort and you're willing to learn that's all that matters no one's going to bag you out for doing that i think there's a hundred employees that just decided they wanted a doggy yeah 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 <laughs> and i'd like to flip that around Dougie with, uh, I almost called you Mark, um, <laughs> with, uh, what about employers, mate? Uh, you know, the, the trades people that are either employing or looking to put on an apprentice. Have, have you got any advice for them on, I guess, how to get the most out of their apprentices? Pretty much, I reckon, don't try and be their friend straight away. Mm. Uh, with my boss, I would say we were we were not like friends for at least six months to a year. It was like a strict working relationship, which I found like personally really good because then I'd go to work, I'd think, okay, I've got to work hard, I've got to do this. Because if you're – if I've got an apprentice and he's one of my mates, I'm not then thinking you need to put your head down, you need to work hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, it's just him. I can muck around a bit. So – for an employer, I find that you can't be, you can't try and be like, not, you can't be mean, but you can't be overly friendly and mm. yep. try and make them feel as comfortable because they've got to get out of that comfort zone and mm. learn new things. They've got to ask questions, work hard and all that. Because I've, in our company, there are guys who are the same as me who have got a tradesman, weren't like a friendship to start off with so they worked hard built that mutual respect and now it's good yep. and like you yeah. see cases where uh, one side turned 21 I get a 20 year old apprentice we become best mates and then the work quality drops and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff yep you get what I mean 
Absolutely, mate. Hear about it all the time, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> and and I guess uh, I want to also ask you about. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of oh, I don't know bad press grumblings about you know the younger generation. We hear all this crap from the older generation, right? Um, yeah. What is the go there, mate? Like, is it a real thing? Is it just, uh, you know, is it something that's just made up by people whinging? Um, do you think the younger generation are part of the problem? Like, what's your take on it, mate? Because obviously you're a performer. You know, you've performed at a high level with in your in your football and your sport. You picked up apprentice of the year. Obviously, a decent bloke, despite being a ranger. Um, so <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> But but what do you reckon, mate? What's your uh, perspective on that whole generation thing? I reckon it all started from the technology. Like this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. all started from the technology. So like, <laughs> apprentices are always on their phones, and even like the young tradies, mm. they're on their phones a like, going on Snapchat, talking to girls and all that. And um, I think just the because the older generation they don't even know how to use a phone. Mm. Mm. So they just see all these people getting distracted, not doing work, not working hard. They're just saying, oh, well, bugger them. They're not worth it. Mm. Except I've had um, some school-based apprentices that have come with us for a bit. And it's, it's sort of like the same. Like, I'm only 20 and they're four years younger, but I can still see a bit in them that they just want to go out with their friends. They just want to do all that stuff and they don't really want to work, mm. which, I mean, it's just a time and place really. Like, oh, go on my phone and all that. But when you're at work, you're there to work. Mm. So, except in saying that, I think we are cut a bit short sometimes when the older blokes always, oh, back in my day, they did that. And they did that. <laughs> we never do that, do we? Us older blokes? Oh, oh no, not you. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> except I, I certainly do think times were tougher. Like back, back when like dad tells me stories, and even my tradesman, like he used to have a, they didn't have nail guns and all that, so they had to hand nail everything. And now we're just getting brought up with a nail gun, we just bang, it's done. Mm. So they're always sort of like, oh, well, back when we had to do it, it was like this, so you shouldn't be complaining. But yeah. We do tend to glorify the past a bit, mate. Um, and, oh, I've and noticed that. You'll do it in about a year or two with the young blokes, you know. <laughs> You're like back in my day, uh, <laughs> but it, but it is like, yeah, you've got nail guns to to do your work, but when they were doing it by hand, the expectation wasn't there for the speed either. Mm. Yeah, you know? exactly. So so I think you know, in your defence and and in fairness, I do think people lose a bit of that perspective sometimes. If I, if I can yeah. sort of give my opinion, my old man was a builder, um, and you know I laboured for him as a young bloke and hung around the industry for twenty years. But uh, I think we forget some of that stuff. You know, I, I started out in the building industry as a as a rep before the internet. No, that's how old I am. <clears throat> um, but we weren't expected to hit the same targets as reps are now because we didn't have mobile phones we didn't have the internet you know email was only just coming out was still sending faxes for goodness sakes um so yes you've got it easier in some ways but i think the expectations are more because the pace has changed as well you know people want things done even faster than before because you've got a nail gun and a mobile phone yeah exactly that that's my perspective anyway oh no i I agree because like we with what 
the work I do, we get sent the plans by email the night before. We get on site. We get given a time um, frame to do it by. And if you don't, then you get a call saying, what are you doing? Yep. Except like my boss, because he's, he's not old, but he was in that past where it was all slow and you did have to hand nail everything and all that. Yep. So he's got both experiences yeah. and he's extremely quick. So he, um, yeah, like, as you said, we've now got that expectation to be quick, get everything right and do it all in less than half the time that it used to be done, mm. which I mean, that's all I've known. So I'm fine with that, except you do get some of the other people that um, question, oh, you've got it so easy, but then we've got to do all the work and then we've got to do it quickly as well. Mm. My old man's but, 75 and he's still telling me oh, I've got it easy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what hard work really is, you know, all that sort of crap. So. <laughs> yeah. So what does uh, what does the future look like for the HIA Apprentice of the Year, Dougie? Oh, well, hopefully good. <laughs> I've got, uh... Lots lots more chicks on Snapchat, mate. <laughs> oh, I'd turn my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> Too it. many notifications, mate. Oh, it was running me. It was running me mad. <laughs> but um. No, it's quite good. Hopefully with this award, it brings my name up. So um, um, hopefully we'll get um, put on by the company I'm with now once I'm a tradesman and I'm going to stay with them for a while because he's a great boss and he's treated me well, treated me fairly throughout my apprenticeship. So I even owe back to him a bit to make him some more money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm happy in the position that I'm with at the moment. So... If I can just keep going where I am, then I'll be happy. Nice, mate. Dougie, your parents have done a great job with you. That's what I was thinking. Oh, your 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 mum and dad should be really proud. You're you're a great guy. Thank you very much. Careful, careful. Very his head's going to get it. even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I got, I got a seven year old daughter, and uh, you know I can see how important parenting is. Obviously, your parents have been a, a a positive influence, mate. Uh, yeah. You probably didn't always believe it, just like all of us as we were all growing up. But uh, how, how have they uh, re- reacted to your award, mate? What's been their uh, feeling about it all? My my parents are very supportive. They've um, like with I've got two older sisters, and with them as well, they've just haven't let us do whatever we wanted. But if it was important to us they would. Mm-hmm. So they kept us on track, except if they thought, oh, they really want to do this, they'll be like, okay, off you go, we'll mm-hmm. help you along, mm-hmm. which has been really good. Like, I wouldn't be in the position I am now without them. So it's been really good. And they've, oh, yeah, so when I won the award, mum was very happy. Mm-hmm. She, she actually wanted to be my date. So then if I didn't <laughs> win the award, she could see it and take photos and all that. So yeah. she's she's very proud of it. Yeah, so is my dad. So it's it's nice. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Mm. Well, uh, it's great to see. And and uh, obviously, you know, you got your head screwed on the right way, mate. Um, mm. And, <laughs> you know, you. future looks pretty bright for you, Dougie. So well done, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, I think from our position and 
working with tradies, we hear a lot of negativity around apprentices and the young guys coming through. So it was really important to us to share or give you an opportunity to share your story today because I want everyone to see that there are really – there's great guys out there. Mm. Yep. Um, and that it's not just a one-off thing. There are, you know, there were 10 really great people in the room when we did the Apprentice Awards and um, this just gives us an opportunity to share that. And can I say, let's give your boss a shout-out too. He's obviously yeah, a top yeah. bloke. Yeah, Luke Richardson. He's my tradie that has put up with me for three and a half years. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I couldn't be any happier with him. That's he great. teaches me new stuff every day and... He's got. I'm not bagging him. He's got severe OCD. Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's not perfect, you got to do it till it is. So it's good because then I get in the mindset of mm. doing that as well. So yeah, wouldn't be as well at the standard I am without Luke. So mm. got to give it to him. So uh, just one uh, like. Well, quick last question, Dougie, but because um, I know you've got to get back to your Snapchat messages, mate. Uh, but what is it that has made him a good mentor, I guess? Because we have a lot of trade business owners that listen to the show, have trouble with employees, you know, trying to figure out how to lead a team and build a good team and all that sort of stuff. What do you think it is that, that makes Luke especially um, a, a good leader and a good mentor? He's got this mannerism where it's, you can just tell he's confident in his work and he knows that he can produce this certain standard that's required. And when I came along, I got thrown in the deep end a little bit with him because he, I was, I was a fresh first year, but he still expected that quality from me. Mm-hmm. Except he really took the time to teach me. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've found that because I've worked with the, um, a fair few tradies and some of them would just say, oh, go do that, and then that that's it. Mm. Except Luke took the time. He said, I'll show you how to do this. Except he's got this thing where I, he does it, then I watch him do it, and then I'll do it and he watches, and then I'll do it and he won't say anything. So it it takes about four or five times of doing just like a simple task for me to then be able to do it by myself. But Luke was really persistent in making sure that I could do everything the standard he wanted before he'd let me do it by myself. Mm. So it's, it's pretty much just taking the time to teach your apprentice right, I guess. Yeah, nice, mate. Good advice. Mm. Cool beans. Well, uh, mate, congratulations again. Uh, Thank you very much. We'll we'll have to uh, keep a track on your career as a plumber, mate. And uh, sounds good. <laughs> see where you're at in in uh, twelve months or something. But yes, um, good. and good luck with the footy decision too, mate. Yes, um, thank you very much. Can be tough to balance uh, work and career and sports. So I'm sure you uh, you'll you'll make the right choice there, mate. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thanks again for your time, Dougie. Good to have you on the show. And uh, mate, what what is your do you have like a social media handle people can go and stalk you if we've got chicks listening that want to see Dougie? Uh, what's will, what's your social handles, mate? Yeah, well, if you want to add my Instagram, it's updug. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's a reason for that. It's not just some random dumb name. And, um, yeah, if you want to have a Facebook, Dougie Newell, that's my name. Well, you got to tell us what character. Updug's all about, mate. Is it is it, you know, family viewing or...? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have, you guys have watched The Office, surely? 
Yep. Yep. Have you seen the episode Updog? I have not. No. I'm going oh, to so, now. Yeah, it's very, it's quite a good episode. So Michael, you know Michael? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes around and he's trying to get people to say Updog. <laughs> so he goes around Updog, just saying it, and then um, someone finally replies, "What's up, dog?" <laughs> and, and one of my mates said, "Oh." You could spin that on your names for Doug. Up, Doug. And then people would go, oh, what's up, Doug? <laughs> oh, dear idea. And off it went. I feel old and, yeah, I've just and added uncool. Ever since. <laughs> <laughs> just trading up, wingman. <laughs> yeah, what's up, boss? I was going to do a segment like that on the uh, on my Instagram feed. Anyway, mm. Dougie's already taken it. He's beaten you to the punch. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not. Well, thanks mate, for your time, yeah, Dougie. Thanks again, buddy. Oh. Thanks for having me. It was great. Pleasure. So there you go. Wise words from a 21-year-old ginger ninja. (laughs) (laughs) I must say I was really impressed, and I'm more impressed today, actually, talking to him again. It's pretty rare to find a very young man with a head screwed on so well. His parents have done an amazing job. Yeah, I, I have to say, as a parent, I see young people doing good things mm. and making a difference and just, you know, I don't know, achieving stuff. And I think, wow, their parents must must be awesome. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think so too because you need that grounding. So, yeah, of course, we all get to an age where we start to make choices for ourselves, but we're still very impacted and influenced by our parents. Oh, yeah, and, and to take nothing away from Dougie, uh, you know, he's worked hard and, and he's Definitely. he's a great bloke. Um yeah, it feels weird calling him a kid. I think about me at 21, <laughs> and I don't think I was that mature and, and sorted. Like, I wasn't that certain about life and where I was headed at 21. I had a child. So, I was um, heading, yeah, I didn't know where I was going or what was going on. I was just in baby mode thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? Mm, yeah, I was not long out of university and uh, decided that I hated the degree that I did and I didn't want to <laughs> work in that career anymore so yeah a little bit of turmoil but anyway um that's dougie newham uh hia apprentice of the year he's a plumber uh he's already taken um but yeah go uh go find unless you're a young lady he's apparently pretty good on snapchat go find him there yeah um or instagram at up Up, doug Doug. (laughs) uh what's up doug I'm dead set doing a segment like that. Hey, yeah, why not? I'm going to change my Twitter, uh, my Twitter, my Instagram handle to How up was. What's up was? <laughs> I'm 18 at heart. Um, <laughs> if you aren't in the Tradies in Business Facebook group, what's up? Where are you? You? What are you doing? Really? Come on. Go join the group. Um, go to Facebook groups, Tradies in Business. Apply to join. It's only open to legit tradies and their supporters. No mm-hmm. spammers. Um, jump in there. Join the conversation. There's some really cool stuff happening. There's conversations about um, job management apps to use, how to set up your bookkeeping, what marketing strategies work best. And that's not even from Coxie and me. So uh, there's tradies helping tradies in there. So jump on in. Um, and if you want to get your voice on the podcast... Go hit us at the website, tradiesinbusiness.com.au. There is a voicemail app on there called SpeakPipe. You can send us a message or a question, and we'll do our best to answer it on the show. Mm. So uh, leave your deets there, record your message or your question, and we'll play it on the show. So you could be famous. Leave your deets? Yeah. Come on, I'm 21. No, you're really not. Up was.
Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.